0: RadioInfluence.com The future is now
1: Alright All right. Uh, Flavor, flavor Please tell your neighbors your backwards with flavor in your ear <laughs> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion best of podcasting what's going on now and what's soon to happen be sure to stick around no fast forward or skipping dropping jewels you don't want to miss them make sure you listen Ian Beckles with the flavor in your ear the voice of the people's here. here hello everybody this is Ian Beckles and welcome back to flavor in your ear we're hanging out here in the podcast room in the flavor of Tampa Bay and I've said before, if anybody is interested in doing a podcast, I have five myself. Uh, you get in touch with the people at Radio Influence or hit me up on social media because uh, this is an inexpensive way to get your uh, word out there. So, uh, here Flavor in the Year is kind of turned into the the government show, and um, we're not going to call it that though because it just seems to be the most important thing happening in our worlds right now. Uh, there's some stuff happening locally that kind of made me say, hmm, you know, when you're looking at the news and everybody's talking about the uh, government or our state uh, implementing a a law or a rule that bars people from texting and driving. Um, I don't know anybody that's not 16 that wouldn't be for this. OK, if you're driving around and texting and driving, uh, you're putting yourself and everybody else in jeopardy. I guess they say one quarter of the accidents right now are due to texting and driving. Now, anybody out there that's saying, not me, not me, it's probably you too. Everybody does it a little bit. I'm not going to say I don't do it ever. I'm not. For the most part, I put my phone down when I'm driving. There's times where I'm at the light and I'm texting and doing some stuff. And every once in a while, I will. I don't do it often, okay? I do a lot less than everybody else as I look around. But anybody thinks that that's not a smart law, you're crazy, okay? Because, you know, there's there's more of this happening lives taken than drunk driving, okay? So, obviously, you can't be for drunk driving, I wouldn't think, but they're talking about implementing some laws, and the first time offense, you get a $30 fine, and the second time offense, you get a $60 fine. Don't do it. If you're going to do it like that, don't do it, okay? First time, $250, second time, $500. $60 for your second time? Who, what, are, what are you driving? And that's going to really affect your life. It's not going to stop one single person. You think the cops are going to go out of their way to get, pull somebody over for a $30 fine? For what? Come on. Let's do, If you don't do something, do it right. And I always wonder who's up there making these decisions. I mean, who's doing this? And how intelligent are you? And how much sense do you have? $30 fine? Don't do it. Seriously, you're wasting, you're wasting everybody's time. So that's something that looks to be passed. And, and listen, if you, if you make it a $30 fine, you're not doing anything at all. You're not stopping anything. You're going to look around and people are going to be driving and texting everywhere. And the cops won't have enough time. There's too many bad guys out there for them to be you know, pulling people over because they're texting and driving. You have to make it a lot rougher than that, period. End of story. Now, uh, Joe Biden just put his name in the hopper for the Democratic Party. Um, For me, from what I've seen and heard throughout these last couple years, I don't know if any of the other people can beat Donald Trump. I just don't. I don't think they represent enough on one side because Donald Trump has his, you know, base. We all know that. And they ain't going nowhere, people. His base is not. It's about 40 percent. But they're not going anywhere. There's gonna be about twenty percent in the middle that's gonna be swaying this election. And I think Biden is the only one with enough sense, um, other than the sniffing and the kissing, uh, to get this done. I don't think anybody else can get it done. He was leading the ballots before he was even announced. So I I see Biden coming out of this thing. Uh you know, obviously I think down the road you probably see him getting an, an Obama endorsement and I think that goes a long way. Um, But I think that's going to, I think it's going to be Biden and Trump. That's if Trump survives the next couple years. Now, if you got a chance, um, if you got a chance to hear or read Hillary Clinton's op-ed, I notice I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan by any means. I'm really not. I mean, between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, I'll I'll take C or D. Uh, And there was no C or D, unfortunately. Um, I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan, but the op-ed that she came out with, and I don't know, there's a lot of people who hate Hillary Clinton, I get it, but go listen to it or read it. I, it was the most spot-on thing I've heard in a long time. It's not a Democratic thing, it's not a Republican thing, it's just a commonsensical thing. And if you can listen to it with an open mind, and she's not saying to impeach the president, and nor am I, because listen, we're too and a little bit into uh, Donald Trump's tenure when it started nobody thought we'd even get to this point let's just concede that Donald Trump is going to last four years he's going to last four years if you even start to try to compete somebody now you ain't getting that dude out before four years it's not going to happen okay so at this point let's stop that okay even I'll be honest with you, with the Mueller stuff that's going on and you still want to find you want to it's obstruction you ain't getting them You're not getting him. You had a two-year investigation, and they couldn't bring him down. You're not getting him, not in a year and a half. It's just not going to happen. So it's getting to the point now where let it go. Let it go, and let him be president, because when his presidency is all over in four years, we're going to look back and say all we did was fight for four years, and he didn't get a chance to really do what he was set out to do. I don't know what it is. and I don't don't really believe in anything he's doing. But if all your president is doing is fighting and, and surviving, then he's not doing anything for our country. Now, I'm not defending Donald Trump by any means. I don't want to. I really don't. But... You know, it's, it doesn't make any sense anymore. We we have to look real dumb to other countries. We really do, because in other countries, uh, your your president or your leader says something, everybody has to shut the fuck up. Okay, we're one of those countries and the free, the land of the free, and everything. But there's too many people that have say. I think, to be honest with you, you know, Kim Jong Un says something. You look, you say something against him. You, you won't see that guy again. He'll never be around again. I'm not messing with Putin and those guys. Now, maybe that's what Donald Trump's fighting for, and maybe he's heading in that direction. We'll see. But I think it's to the point where four years of bickering and fighting doesn't make any sense. And I right I right now, nothing that's happening in our country makes any sense and is helping. Okay, You see that Donald Trump is trying to put a block on a congressional subpoena of his financial records. Um, I guess that hasn't been done since 1880, and that was overturned. Um, they're going to find his records. They're already sending his records out. So, you know, whatever you think of Donald Trump, it shouldn't change when these results come in. It should stay exactly the same. You know what kind of person and business person Donald Trump is, you know that. So he's the worst. It's the worst. Daddy gave him a lot of money. He fucked a lot of people out of money, and he keeps on doing it. And he's not going to stop. He does illegal stuff. He does dirty stuff. He does immoral stuff with with taxpayers' money, with uh, uh, investors' money, um, you know, with charity money. He screwed a lot of people. He's still screwing a lot of people. So be ready. When they unveil his records, don't go, oh, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's amazing. Get out of here. Because billionaires, that's what they do. They screw other people. And people like us, I'm saying me, you, and people like us, we have to do it by the book. And people like Donald Trump, they wrote the book. They wrote the book on what to do and what not to do. It's because they're they're wealthy. Sorry, they're not rich. They're wealthy. And you remember during the economic downfall that we had and everybody was found, found out how, how much money all these CEOs were making and everybody's like, oh my God, that's immoral. How freaking world is immoral, okay? I, I do the daytime show every other week and one of the topics was, uh, should the CEO of Disney be making this much money? I was like, Yeah. When you're dealing with an entity that makes that much money, the guy up top's going to make a lot of money. And what about if he takes this much of a pay cut, this many people? That's not the way the world works, okay? Because there's one CEO of Disney, and whoever's working underneath him, they can be replaced, okay? The little people can be replaced. Big people can't. The big people have to pay their dues and screw a lot of people to get to where they are, and that's why they have big desks, and they can do as they please. But little people, you just gotta abide by what everybody else says. So right it's to the point now where we keep on being shocked over things that we know. I'm not being shocked anymore. Whatever comes out of his financials, I don't care because I know it. I know that Donald Trump is the dirtiest business person in the history of business. And you know it too. So don't be don't be shocked. Okay? Please. And all I want is for Donald Trump to be doing the right things for our country, and when you see him and they're they're saying they're not saying I mean this is legitimate. Um, Trump sees Russia as a threat to his legitimacy. So when people talk about Russia Russia meddling with the with the election, nobody's allowed to bring it up in the White House at all because Donald Trump um, doesn't allow it. Doesn't allow anybody to bring it up. So our president won't allow anybody to bring up a foreign country that wants to screw us messing with our election. So nobody wants to know why and how? Nobody's looking into it? Because we have another election coming. But so we had Russia dictating you know, our election and our government's not looking into it? How is that better for, for our country? And you're not allowed to bring it up in the White House? Boy, that's getting close to Putin. It's getting close. It's getting close. But that's not what's best for our country, because when two when when, when the next election comes, and we haven't figured out how Russia did it and why Russia did it, so they don't think they're going to do it again. You know, you know, you you get you get you cheat on your wife, and your wife doesn't ask any questions. You're probably going to cheat again. No, we're not asking any questions. And I guess the president's just okay with Putin saying it wasn't him. That's all. Just like Kim Jong-il said, yeah, yeah, we don't have any more uh, nuclear weapons. No, we, we don't have any more. We're gone. They're gone. We just keep on believing liars. And I think Putin and you know Kim Jong-un and Trump are the exact same person. They're the exact same person. They want to you know run their country the exact same way. The only unfortunate part is for Donald Trump is we have a lot more rules than those other countries. There's one other thing that irked the shit out of me this week. Um, I'm not a religious person. I'm not a church-going person. You know, I grew up, uh, I guess, spiritual. Uh, my mother was a Jehovah Witness, so she was a religious person. Um, and, and whether you believe in religion, that's fine. I really, I think there's a good place for religion when, you, when people are doing it correctly. Now, the only person in my whole life I've ever seen it do correctly is Tony Dungy. Nobody else. Everybody else is doing it incorrectly because they're picking and choosing what they want to be religious about. Okay? And I don't think that should be religion. It should be either religious or not religious. That's it. But this guy, Franklin Graham, um, basically talking about uh, Buttigieg, who is gay, openly gay. Um, he's slamming Buttigieg for being gay. And uh, because the the Bible says that being gay is bad, the Bible says that being gay is bad, and you're slamming bootages for being gay. Now it's freaking 2019, and people are still openly slamming people for being gay. Now, to me, and I'm not a doctor, I don't think it's a choice. It wasn't my choice that I liked women. I like women. It's not my choice. If the norm was to like men, I would still like women. So if it's not your choice, you're slamming somebody for being gay. Now, the same religious son of a bitch who is slamming somebody for being gay also supports an adultering, paying off porn star Donald Trump. Kiss my entire black ass. Seriously, you're hiding behind religion. It's homophobia. Stop. And we're allowing people, I hear people say, well, it's religious. And the religion says, I mean, the book that started off with two white people and we ended up with Asian and black and, and Eskimos and really that book, the book that put two of each animal in an ark and came out with two of each animals, that book, that's the book that everybody's supposed to be listening to. That's an old freaking book. Okay. Written by, we don't know who read it, wrote it. But if I tell a story to two people, by the time it comes back to me, it's going to be a crazy story. So it's, it's 2019, people. That book was written a long, long time ago. Write a new book. Write a new book with some new stories that doesn't say homosexuality is bad. Stop it. It's, it's, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't understand it anymore. It's, it's too late. It's, it's about love. We're all Americans, and that's it. And that's where it should end. I don't care who you're sleeping with. If you're not sleeping with me, I really don't give a rat's ass. So I have to get that off my chest. If anybody ever has any questions for me, you can email me at ianbeckles at com. I have a bunch of other podcasts if you want to check it out, Radio Influence and everywhere else so you get. Podcasts And also during the week, the Ron and Ian show uh, every day, Monday through Friday, three to seven on 620 a.m. and 95 three FM. So you just want to put we don't just talk sports. We talk a lot of stuff. We don't talk a lot of politics, but we do talk a lot of stuff other than sports. So I appreciate you guys listening in. This has been Flavoring Year. Have a wonderful week and have a wonderful weekend. And please be safe. Peace out. Flavor, flavor. To keep the conversation flavor. going, follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Beckles and check out dignitaryradio.com to get the latest on where you can find him next. This has been Ian Beckles, Flavor in Your Ear on Radio Influence. Put the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's
0: here. Here. that flavor in your ear, that flavor in your ear. This is a Life in the Fast Lane with Black Moses, Alan Lane Quick Fix on Radio Influence. My guest this week is the embodiment of motorcycle
1: joy. Let me correct that. Pure, unadulterated motorcycle joy. I am sure that if you were to Google the phrase, living her best bike life, her photo would show up at the top of the results. True story. Please welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, my dear friend, Anna Red Spade Rigby.
0: It literally, like, like something happened when I fell into this and I was so terrified of riding. You know, back, let me back it up. Even before I started to ride, um, I the reason why I started so late, even though, so I like I said, I got interested in 2009. I didn't buy my first motorcycle and start riding till 2012. Wow! And the reason for that is I had no idea women could do it. I didn't know I could do it. Really? I had no clue. I think I saw one or two female racers at the time. Um, Elena Myers was one of them. Okay. And there was another one, too, uh, on, out on uh, Hot Pit. And that was it. And and
1: would that would that have been I, Melissa Paris by any chance?
0: Uh, no, okay. she was local. I don't believe she races anymore. Okay, uh, but this was like local at, at our Wera events here at okay. Atlanta. so hometown girl, and um, you know, I I never even saw women on the street riding. So it was something that not only was I scared of, I felt I, <laughs> could I <do>. scared <laughs> of. <laughs> could do it. <laughs> Life in the Fast Lane with Black Moses, Alan Lane can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts and RadioInfluence.com.